but I understand that's a Band-Aid. It's almost like when you try to Band-Aid an insecurity, you actually get more afraid of being found out. Accept the things that you can't change. You know, change the things you can, work on the things you can, I should say, and have the wisdom to know the difference. There's that great serenity prayer. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,145. Is it selfish to leave people behind? That was a good one. I enjoyed that one very much. Today, for episode number 1,146, are your expectations setting you up for failure, a.k.a. are your expectations jeffing you? So I think I mentioned this in one of our other episodes, Alan. Tara and I went to a play. Theater, play, is it, is it a play if it's at a theater? Does that make it a play? It was a musical. It was a musical. That's what it was. And we saw Grease. And I didn't know what to expect. I've never been, I don't think I've ever been to a musical play before. And I'm thinking, all right, this will probably be pretty cool. I'm sure they're going to sing and they're going to dance, whatever. The person who played, who was, uh, yeah, who is his character? Do you know? Yeah, some guy. His name. I don't know his name, but he's some oh, guy. Yeah. And the, the person who was playing his character, when he started singing, I, I was like, so. oh my God, this guy is good. Are you kidding me? And then, like, they're dancing, and I was like, wait, what? Is this legit? And this is at a small theater in New Hampshire that nobody probably knows about. It's a non-profit theater, so it's not like this is professional Broadway. It's a very small show. There was probably, John Travolta. I don't know, 100 people there, maybe? I and don't. I literally was mind-blown at how good these people were. Then the, the girl who was playing the other character, I think it was Olivia, I don't remember her name, Olivia Newton, strong work. When she started singing, I was like, holy Christmas. She can really sing. On the ride home, Tara and I were talking, and I was like, you know what's so weird? They are like the best live singers we will ever see, other than like professionals, and nobody knows who they are. And they're like kind of struggling, and they're in this small theater in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, and 200 people, 100 people came. They probably made little to no money. And they're like grinding through it. Olivia they're just grinding John. through the beginning of their journey. They're young. They're getting their reps in. The reason I wanted to do this episode is because imagine if those people started theater and said, mm-hmm, three years from today, I'm going to be an A-list actor. I'm going to be John Travolta. But here they are still putting in their work, showing up on a Sunday where we're watching them perform and they're doing their thing. And I had this very interesting moment where it made me remember what it was like for us in the very beginning. And I'm not saying these people are at the very beginning, but it does kind of mirror the thought that you got to go get really good before anybody's ever going to hear about you, most likely. And these people, statistically, are some of the John best Travolta. singers in the world. But they're not close to the best singers in the world, which is it's just a weird, weird paradox. The other reason 
and I don't know, I have this written down. I don't know why I even wrote this down. I was watching, do you like Nickelback? You know how everybody hates Nickelback? For whatever, I watched a documentary on it because I couldn't sleep the other night. So I got some, I got some information. I will clue you in behind the scenes. Perfect. It's nothing, Please it's do. nothing bad. Big For fan. those who might not Big know who, who Nickelback is, they were one of the top selling rock bands of the 2000s. 2000s? Yeah, 2000s. Yeah. And they were like, this is Our how formative popular. years. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is how popular. <laughs> Every time I do it makes this, me laugh. This is how popular Nickelback was. I do. Yeah. At the height of their career. For whatever reason. Every great. single second of that year, the entire year, one of their songs was being played on the radio. Every single second yeah. for the entirety of that year, there was a yeah. Nickelback song on some radio station in the world, which is mm-hmm. the most wild stat of all time. Very I think cool. Yeah, it is very cool. I think the reason I put that down there was I was researching... Yeah, because you were making fun of me when I was doing this. I was researching bands and rappers... Oh, yeah. To yeah. see how long it takes them to quote unquote make it. I think Nickelback was six years. I don't remember. A lot of the people I looked at were like six to 12 years. That's how long it took them to make it. Yeah. They might have been, I mean, think about it. When Nickelback went viral, quote unquote, they were the same exact talent level as they were the day before. And nothing yeah. changed. <laughs> they just finally made it. They finally. No, no, no. no. They were 1% worse. One, one, <laughs> right. 1% worse. If they worse were listening they to were. NLU when it didn't exist in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. When you so, and I were. We my goal, My goal with this episode really is when you're starting something, and I know we, I think we did an episode on this not super recently, but I think we did. Are your expectations setting you up for failure? Are you assuming that you're going to start this thing and you're going to be off to the races? I had a call today. And I had a conversation with Taryn about this. I said, what do you think of this? When somebody, when somebody starts their journey, since they don't have an awareness to how to accomplish the goal, their expectations are automatically off. Yeah. I don't think people fail. I think they just don't live up to their expectations because their expectations are wildly off. Yeah. Because their level of awareness isn't high enough to actually set accurate expectations and that blew my mind so that's part of this episode too i'm gonna throw that in there well let me share this so i don't think so (laughs) this is funny this is good no no you can't share that so your expectations are either inflated or deflated they're never gonna be the exact truth Hmm. you know uh in golf (laughs) this is my first golfing analogy maybe ever here we go so i used to i remember i took golfing lessons i was right next to a golf course when i was growing up and I took one golfing lesson. And I don't know why I'm saying that because it has nothing to do with this. But anyways, so in golf, if you've ever golfed four. before, there's there's par. <laughs> yeah, four. There's par. So you go up to a hole and the par represents what is the standard, basically. <laughs> you're just laughing at me with my golf analogies. Yeah. We're in giggly moods right now. I know now. what you're saying, FYI. though. It's, this is actually a really good analogy if we can make and it And if through. you've ever done mini golf, thank you, brother. If you've ever done mini golf, there's par. In other words, statistically speaking, how many strokes does it normally take for someone to get the ball in the hole, okay? And in this case, (laughs) you either think you're going to hit par or not. You either think you're going to hit par or not. Oh, we are in trouble on this Yeah, we got a three. It's Friday, 6.06. Wait, is that what time it is? Can we we add some value, you think? Yeah, three episodes to record. Three episodes to record. We're going to add some value. This is three days of someone's life. 
This is potential improvement. No, no, don't be sorry. It's okay. We've added a lot of value up to this point. So hopefully our listeners will forgive us for this one. No, I'm joking. But when you step up to that T, so to speak, metaphor in life, you either are going to exceed your expectations or not. (laughs) I don't know why you're so funny to me right now. You're drinking so much water. Because I'm smiling, son. Oh, my God. We're okay. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It It determines your expectations. This is the problem. There's no other par in life. The beginning of this episode was really good. No, no, we're going to be okay. Okay. Just bear with us if you're listening. It's Hopefully you're having a... I mean, this is really what Alan and I are like when we get burnt out. Right here. Giggly. The problem, there is no no par in life. Nobody... The problem is nobody's really telling you. Or you don't have the awareness to understand. I remember... You ever find an artist and you're like, oh my goodness, this person's amazing. They, they, oh my god they must have gotten like really good recently it's like no you just didn't know who they were before exactly you just had 100%. no idea macklemore my claim to fame is i knew macklemore before they were famous they were he, he that band was still good he was still a really good rapper yeah just one day it caught on it caught on i did an episode for podcast growth you and it connects to this i literally talked about i, I think the title was the truth about podcast growth and i went through our stats and four other client stats i I made sure they were anonymous but you know what i wanted to do i wanted to create par for people this show's been out for seven months they have 1100 downloads this show just crossed 320 they have 30,000 downloads this year and i was really going through so people would have an understanding of if Mm -hmm. you're starting i don't want you to think you suck because you only have a thousand downloads that's pretty good if you're only however many months in par a lot of people aren't talking about it because it doesn't make them look good necessarily. You know what's alarming too? So Kevin and I just had a, a really famous YouTuber reach out to us recently. We're going to be going to visit him. Evan Carmichael, we've talked a lot about him on the show. Mm. Great person. Uh, he's mentored us a lot. He's actually the one who suggested we change our name from hyperconscious to next level something. He sees us as that you guys could be the next level guys. So now we're next level university. Mm. And one of the things that I think is challenging, Kev, is that So Evan Carmichael has, I think, 7,000 plus videos on YouTube. And even if you were to go back to the early videos, they would have a lot of views, but not because they had a lot of views back then. Mm. Do you see how it would be so difficult for someone to go back? I'll never forget this. I had a friend of mine at the time. He said, you want to know how I know you'll make it? Make it, right? What does that even mean, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in this context. But... I said, how? He said, I've never seen someone with so many YouTube videos be so unsuccessful. I've never seen someone with so many YouTube videos with so few views. One of the reasons why that is, is because when the YouTube channel eventually pops off, for lack of better phrasing, then people go back and watch the old videos. So, So, of course, you've never found a YouTube channel that has so few views because once our YouTube is successful, which eventually it will be, those old videos will have way more views. And by the way, how many people are scrolling back? I was on the phone with uh, a community member of ours, a listener, and I give you know free listener calls sometimes. And it, this was after group coaching. She was in group coaching and she was a singer. She wanted to be an artist. She wanted to be a successful artist. And at the end of group coaching, spoiler alert, I offer a free session as a gift for doing group coaching. 
I was on the session and she told me, I asked her, who's your hero or heroine? Who's the person you look up to? Like, who's the person in the industry that's the most close to the career you want? Because let's make it unique to you, but let's learn from it, right? Mm. And she told me the person's name, and I forget her name, to be honest with you, but she's really successful, really famous. She, and I said, first of all, I guarantee you she's been doing this for more than a decade. And she's like, oh, okay. And we looked it up. I think it was like 12 or 15 years, something like that. We went on YouTube and we went to her channel. Her channel was beautiful. It was beautiful. So good. I was like, I bet you the first videos are terrible. I said, let's scroll back. Let's scroll back. We scrolled back for so long. The first videos were not even remotely good. They were like bad. They were genuinely bad. I think if you've ever, do yourself a favor if you're out there watching or listening to this. Scroll, find someone who's like, semi-famous or well-known or really good at their craft and i want you to like i wish i could read james clear's first blog post i wish i could watch we watched evan carmichael's first youtube video it's brutal it was brutal it was literally the man's terrible. wearing full suit full, full suit, su- full bad suit. suit. <laughs> yeah bad suit too. doing a top 10 on disney or something like walt that disney. i don't even know if it was top 10 back then i think it was just talking about walt disney and what made it, him different honestly if if you want perspective go to evan carmichael's channel and watch his first video yeah. and he we're not making fun of him he literally i think he made us do that he's like hey yeah. go watch my first video it's terrible Hey guys, so I wanted to give a little bit of my experience about um, group coaching. I'm learning stuff, I'm applying the habits, and I have other people that's doing the same exact thing. One of the biggest things that I think I gained from group coaching is when I went through that month of being so sick, I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as I could. And I just couldn't wait until I felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I, I'm so appreciative to have the group, to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate all that y'all do. I do that with people. Remember Real Life Superheroes? I, whenever I have a client who's about to start a podcast, it's our client, and I had him go watch. It's actually unlisted now, so you actually have to have me send it to you. If you want to watch it, you can reach out to me, email me, whatever, and I'll send you my first YouTube video. It was so bad. It was called Real Life Superheroes. I was in my old college and I was winging it. I had a little black notebook out and I was talking and reading it at the same time. And I was in front of a whiteboard and I'm like a little kid in comparison to now. And I still kind of look like a little kid. But here's my point. We scrolled back to that artist's first video. The YouTube channel wasn't good. I've done this before too with another client. One of my clients wants to be a world-class videographer and he's getting very good. And he's putting in the work too. I think his PPT has like 27 habits on it or something crazy. Killing it. Killing it. Tracks like a savage too. But anyways, I was like, okay, you want to start a YouTube channel? And can, tell me who's who's the most successful YouTuber in your space? Who's who's someone who best represents the, the goals you want to achieve? He sent me to the channel. We did the same thing. The production value of the first videos were so bad. Mm-hmm. Kev, you remember when we were at Brennan Burchard's event in 2019, Influencer Academy or Influencer, I forget the name of the event. Mm-hmm. Trent Shelton was on stage and he was uh, comfortable enough to show us live on stage his very first YouTube video on his yeah. iPhone. And Trent Shelton has a very big channel. I'm sure you could look it up. 
his first iPhone video, he was like a kid. Wasn't he like 17 or 18 or something? I don't remember how young he was, but he was young. And it was a it was not even remotely good. The first video wasn't good. There was no production value, there was no camera angles, there was no editing. There was no microphone or lapel mic or ZV1 camera. There was no packaging or website or QR code. It was just him in front of his iPhone posting stuff on YouTube. And I just I just think that it's so important to realize that every expert starts out just like you right now, which is a beginner. And same with us. And what is your future self gonna gonna thank you for starting that YouTube channel or for starting that podcast or for starting that blog or for starting that company? You know, one of the things that I think is bothersome about business is these bigger businesses that do end up winning usually just survived the longest, but people didn't know them back when they were on the struggle bus. Mm, yeah. And it's just such a misunderstanding because a lot of people, their friends and family remember. You know, uh, yeah, Kev, I, I don't want to take us too far off the rails. I have another story that I learned about Ryan Reynolds as an actor. Uh, he went to Hollywood, didn't tell his parents. He like quit college and like hid it from his parents for several weeks and then lied to an agency essentially saying like, I'll... He, he had fake confidence. He didn't lie. But he said, uh, get me the smallest agency, reached out to like 10 of them, only found one. Then he essentially said, just get me five uh, auditions. I'll, I'll promise you I'll come home with one of them. Mm. And it was a sitcom. I don't know the sitcom, but it was something I, they showed it in the YouTube video I watched. And it was one I've never heard of. Mm. And apparently that was like an eight month gig that got him enough money to like stay in Hollywood and... There's a lot of really, really, really successful people that have similar stories where it was just really quite a struggle for like a large majority of the journey. But we don't really know that. I know Kevin Hart talks about 13 years before anything happened, really. You know, and, and we just don't see those 13 years. But we see the last yeah. the last years big time because then they, quote unquote, made it. I think it's important for, for people to understand this. This is one of my favorite topics in the world, honestly. Yeah. It's interesting too, and this this was kind of a surprise, and it kind of reinforced the the thought for me. Certain people, the Beatles, I think it only took them two years before they were world famous. Now, but weren't I don't, weren't they they were um, performing in like bars though for like years before that? I think uh, what I saw is they they combined to make a band, and two years later they were world famous. Really? But this is the thing: that's one in a billion. That's the I Beatles. Mean, yeah, yeah, we see them, but that doesn't mean that's the norm. Just because right. you see somebody who's made it doesn't mean that's the norm either. They could just be very, very talented or in the right place in the right at the right time. Like that happens too. That happens too. And I I think we forget about this is the other thing too. And again, I don't want to take us down down the rabbit hole, but understand that a Taylor Swift might be somebody who's very, 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 very talented, but she also has a bunch of people pushing her to be more successful. She's like yeah. got teams and her record label is, I'm sure, helping. And they're putting money towards that. So She has an agency. She has a financial yeah. advisor. She has a probably an executive admin. And we not have taking a team anything. around us too. Not yeah. taking anything against that. I'm just, yeah, of course. The, the last thing I want is somebody to start something with the expectation of, well, 
this person made it doesn't mean you can't. I'm not saying you can't make it. But just understand that most of the people that became super famous were the day before they were super famous, they weren't winning. Just that's kind of how it works. That's kind of how it works. And that's what this play made me realize is these people are probably good enough to be on Broadway. That was the thought for me. Why not? I mean, you're the best singer I've ever heard live other than the people who are already famous. What's the difference? I don't I don't see much of a difference. What's the difference? Could be time, it could be the right connection, it could be a lot of things. Marketing and branding. Yeah. I know we I know we gotta jump, Kev, but I have two Dollar things. So in the job. One of my I know. One of my clients is a musician. And he gets paid for weddings and bars and he, he does shows I, all of I all the to time. Him today, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy. And he says he does a weekly jam. And the weekly jam is actually for beginner musicians who just want to jam out. But some of the musicians that he works with are, he says, are like better than some of the famous people. Mm. Like in terms of actually playing the instrument and singing and that kind of thing. So a lot of it really is right place, right time, right branding, right marketing, right business. You need to know business. Kev could be the best podcaster in the world. But if he doesn't know business, how's he going to build a business infrastructure around that? That's why he and I are a good team. I'm better at business. He's better at podcasting. It's it's perfect, you know. And the other thing I wanted to share, I, I I've been studying this for a long time. And Matthew McConaughey talks about this in his uh, speech to the University of Texas. I think it was 2014. I want to say or something like that. But anyways, commencement speeches are a jam of mine. I love it. And of, of course, I want to be a speaker. I want to do a commencement address at my alma mater one day. And so. He says this, he says, I, I remember when I was first famous, the day before I was like walking to this sandwich shop or, or whatever, and no one knew my name, and it was before a movie called A Time to Kill. Do you ever see that with Samuel L. Jackson and no. Matthew McConaughey? He was a lawyer in it. It was extraordinary. It's an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, before that movie came out, because remember, actors do the movie and it doesn't come out for like another year because they're still editing and all, right? So it's like, there's a year of lag time. Well, I hope that work, works out. <laughs> I hope that that ends up landing. This and Jaws so he, thing going to be any good? I yeah. Sure <laughs> yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, they were like, no, 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 but it's like the biggest movie ever. He's like, yeah, cool. Like, awesome. They're like, no, no, no. Like, no one on earth won't know your name. <laughs> like mm. that kind of thing. He's like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So, because before that, he was really not that famous. Matthew McConaughey he was walking that same route that he always walked but this time everybody like was like storming him and running after him and you know they swearing that they loved him and he said it was so weird and so whether you're gonna be as successful as Matthew McConaughey or Ryan Reynolds or this this uh the Malcolm Moore any of these people Nickelback that's not the point of this episode the point of this episode is Focus on what you can focus on. Control what you can control. And do your best to be the best that you can be and to get better each day. And let the rest... I guess don't get tripped up by this false expectation of going viral in the first year, two years, three years. And Kev, honestly, you were tripped up by that. I remember we had some big guests early on and you yeah, thought man. that was going to gonna matter. And, and really, it doesn't. It, it kind of doesn't, you know, no, it's, really. it's, it's an incremental consistent that that's what you can focus on is the fundamentals and the fundamentals do pay off eventually. The keyword is eventually. And that's, that's the truth. That is the truth. I enjoyed this one. 
We went off the rails. Thank you for sticking with us in the beginning. We were definitely giggling. I knew we'd get it together. We just had to get it out. I had fun with it. You had fun with but it. But I'm also massively disappointed. Yeah, well, that's right. That's kind of our kind of the balance of our lives, isn't it? Next level nation, if you are massively disappointed with us as well, and you'd like to see more of us behind the scenes, you can join our private <laughs> Facebook group where I promise there is value. If you're anything like Alan and I were at the beginning of our journey or some of the clients that we have worked with, you don't necessarily feel like you've found your people yet. Maybe you feel like Nobody gets you. Maybe you feel like you can't talk about what you want to talk about. That's what Next Level Nation is for. Be yourself. Be honest. Be transparent. Be vulnerable. Be next level. Oh, my God. Did I just... Strong wow. work. That was something special, wasn't it? I was with a client earlier. Okay. Kev. No mm-hmm. love. Yeah, no love for the kid. I was with a client earlier, and he said, you guys are so focused on the fundamentals. I love it. And we had this conversation about how I want NLU to be the one resource for your personal development that you don't have to go anywhere else. You could, you can go somewhere else. I also had another client, I was joking, uh, her son is a huge fan of our podcast, loves us, right? I think he's 12 to 14, I forget the exact age, but she was talking about how he's trying to get into private school and he hasn't gotten in yet, but he's gonna, fingers crossed. I was like, he doesn't need to go to school. Next level university, son, I'm joking. But uh, the point that I'm making here is Hopefully, if you're out there watching or listening to this, still, (laughs) you only have to come to NLU. We want NLU to be a resource for you. We want to be a mentor in your pocket, a coach in your pocket every single day. We have something new in the works right now called the Next Level Blog. It's really just articles that I'm writing that are, it's a different medium and it's more tangible and more of like, there's actually homework that goes with it. On the podcast, we talk about these concepts. In these articles, I break these concepts down and make them easily executable. So if you want to check out quantum goal setting, Kevin and I are doing a big training in Wisconsin with uh, a bunch of people. I think it's like, I think total, it's going to be like 1,300 people impacted. But we sent a specific article called quantum goal setting because they asked like, what should we preframe them with? Like, what's a good introduction to what they might expect at these trainings? And I said quantum goal setting. So if you have not checked out the Next Level blog or quantum goal setting, click the link in the show notes. Right now, they're on my LinkedIn. We're currently in the process of putting the blog on our website. So keep an eye out for that. It's all happening. Next Level Nation, tomorrow for episode number 1,147, Can Losing Actually Be Good For You? I have a nice little story that I am excited to share for that episode. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.